Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Canon of Doom. The Doom saga continues, Brian. Episode number oh, 17. The next chapter. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. It's been like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been that long? It yeah, might be yeah. even four. It might have even yeah. been four. I don't remember. Well, well, in any case. Well, we got the Doom report, or the last one we had with Doom was the ABCs of Doom. That was episode 12. Oh, gosh. So it's and, been five. So five weeks. Five yeah. weeks. Yikes. I missed Yikes. him. No, me too. This, like, more than ever, it feels like they really wanted to make a Doctor Doom show. Like, have you, no- <laughs> yes. have you noticed how much more, like, work seems to go into the Doctor Doom episodes than yeah. any of the rest of the series? It's kind of... The, the writers brought their A-game, and there was an, a moment in this week's episode, which we'll get to, not to give anything away, where I kind of let myself just enjoy the show, and I kind of forgot that I hadn't seen Spider-Man in a good, like, 11 minutes. <laughs> Of a 22 minutes episode uh, episode of a show called uh-huh. Spider Man, <laughs> right, right, yeah, no, it, for sure, it's Strange. all true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, the in the Doom episodes, the writing is better, the production mm-hmm. quality is better, right, like, right. There, there's fewer ridiculous uh, loose ends and, and stupid jokes. It's just, yeah, it's just vastly superior when Doctor Doom is on it. And I don't know Agreed. what I don't know what that's all about, but um. They- they yeah. just loved Doom in 1981. Mm-hmm. They were all about Doctor. They appreciated his work in the medical field mm-hmm. and how much time he had spent getting his doctorate. They wanted to pay it forward and, and give him some props, I think. And speaking of that, we hear all about his past in this yes, episode. we do. We do, which, uh, which was also exciting. Very happy. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is not the last we've seen of Doom. I think we get one more yet. Two more we'll Dooms. That. That's yeah. crazy. But yeah. they, come, they come a little quicker uh, from here on out. Um, I think... Uh, we it's like a it's like a either or uh type of deal uh, like a, like an alternate kind of thing go yeah, back and forth yeah, yeah. till the yeah. till the end of the dooms that makes me think of another thing that i i'm starting to be afraid because we're we're kind of at the last quarter pole of this show right like we're coming we're coming into the home stretch so to speak um We've rounded a corner jason of course at the time this was in production um and this and and this week's episode first one that aired in 1982 this was okay. January 2nd 82 but they they didn't know if they were going to do a second season of this series or not or what was going on and I'm a, I'm starting to get a little bit scared that maybe this this whole Doctor Doom storyline is going to be left hanging to where you know they figured oh well, we'll pick that up again next season or something oh, yeah. like that, you know. There'll, I'm a, be, there'll be some stuff that's left unresolved. They, I'm a little, I'm a little yeah. concerned about that. But uh, having no knowledge of that, uh, I'm not going to hold that against against this thing at all. But we, uh, do you, do you just want to get into this one and and kind of what uh, what happened and and uh, what we enjoyed and absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That we can go through the synopsis if you want to do the honors this week and explain what happened, or I can. I got the Wikipedia page right here, Jason. <laughs> Whatever you need. Well, one of the things I liked right out of the gate was again, it's the first it's the first episode of a new air air date calendar year. Right. Jan- January is particularly in the uh, northern part of the US, very cold, very bleak, you know, you're after the holidays whatever. We open yeah. this episode on a snowscape which, you know, is Latveria, but it's yeah. also it's also winter time and snowing in New York and Spider-Man is swinging around through through a snowstorm a or something. It, it, right. Just like in his regular Spidey jumpsuit. Like that that's that's a strange choice uh, if you ask me. Do you, you Yeah. yeah. 
I, and if Aunt May knew that P- Peter Parker was Spider-Man, she would not have let him <laughs> She wouldn't let him go out like, like that. that. <laughs> no, put on an overcoat. She tells him put on some galoshes in, uh-huh. at one point in this episode. So, yeah, yeah. yeah unless, unless we don't know the heating system inside of the Spidey right, suit. Right, right. Could be heated very well, you know, could mm-hmm. be sort of mm-hmm. a... Uh, whatever material space it is, age keep... fabric you know i mean that's space age fabric exactly yeah, what yeah. i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the words right out of my mouth <laughs> oh um, gosh yeah so but maybe uh maybe he was keeping warm but yeah, yeah i was noticing that too and and i don't know if it was a coincidence or what we were saying earlier how the the writers really kicked it up a notch mm-hmm. the fact that this show aired in january and it showed snow yeah kids yeah. were like hey it's like art imitating life here it's like my life there's snow <laughs> In Spider-Man's world, too. <laughs> it even <laughs> snows in the Spider-Verse. Before we even see Spider-Man, though, we get kind of we get kind of an extended scene in in Latveria, don't we? We get yeah. We there's it, it so it's winter. The downtrodden uh, citizens of the country are uh, working hard, doing Doctor Doom's bidding. They're pulling a lot of heavy equipment on ropes. There was a scene, I know it's not at the very beginning of the episode, Brian, but I couldn't believe it. There's a scene where there are people literally pull, pushing rocks up a hill. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Literally. Yeah, right, on, right on the nose. There's no uh, There's no symbolism here. It's just all no. literal at this point. Yeah. And but, the return of the pink droids as well. He's putting them to work mm-hmm. and doing a job that I wouldn't really, if I had access to droids. Mm-hmm probably wouldn't put them in charge of what he put them in charge of either. You know, it was kind of a it was kind of a flippity floppity kind of thing, right? It was like <laughs> well, I've got a lot of extremely difficult manual labor that I'm trying to get done and I just can't whip it out of these human people hard enough <laughs> even though right. I have robots standing yeah. over them with literally with a bull whip. With whips. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think that's uh the latest upgrade in 1983 82. Uh-huh. Um with the Droid 2.0 software upgrade, they, uh-huh. they can now whip. Okay, <laughs> you got to give it a hard reboot, but then they, they can do the whipping. They and and maybe in season two they would have added you know like a manual labor software layer or something like that. Yeah, I, I right. don't know. Um, <laughs> the 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 pink uh, the pink androids really only seem to know uh, whipping and beating up Spider Man. Those are the only two yeah. things that they are uh, are good at or good for. <laughs> but but we do get the the scene at the beginning where uh, Doctor Doom is is chatting with his sort of number one henchman uh, Boris. Yeah, and, and Boris is a little he you you can you can see right at the beginning he he sort of has a forlorn look on his face and he is yeah he's not happy there he's not certain that what's going on in 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 his beloved Latveria is uh, good for the people and good for uh, the world but they do. They do a very nice job of, I thought, uh, sort of succinctly and effectively recapping the last couple of episodes for us, so we mm-hmm. rem- kind of remember what all happened. Right? What is? What did they talk about? They uh, they mentioned the 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 space platform the United again. Nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the the Master of the World plot through the United Nations was recapped a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, and of course they. Uh, talk about uh, Johan, the blonde uh, malcontent, who mm-hmm. is who is in the dungeon of uh, right. of the Doom Castle. Um, Not happily, yeah. So there, so there's a little bit of that, and and of course, Doctor Doom explains how he's going to uh, become master of the world very soon. In this case, uh, what he's done is we don't get to figure out how he sets off explosions in Greenland and and Mexico. 
But these simultaneous explosions create a fault line that runs through New York City, Brian. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I will say it for a plan in this spider verse that we're living in Mm -hmm. that we have been for the last, you know, 16, 17 episodes now. This is one of the better plans. I actually kind of was on board with it. And I was like, you know, and I said it out loud. I was like, that's actually kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily endorse this plan, right? But right. for, but, but, but for a villain, you crush New York mm-hmm. or you, you destroy New York. Mm-hmm. You're, you're well on your way to be master of the world. So, yeah, yeah, not, not a uh, bad plan. And not to give any spoilers here, we assume that if you're listening to this, you've already watched the episode or you have no plans to. <laughs> not, not a bad execution of the plan either, though. For sure, for sure, and you know, we, I, yeah. So the so the he creates this fault line, and he's going to he he needs to, uh, he needs to get back to New York in order to sort of execute the final part of this plan, which is like setting off a a, a series of earthquakes along this uh, new fault line. And Boris asks him right out of the gate. He's like, "Well, how do, how are they letting you back in to the, to New York?" And he's like, "Haha." Well, I'm taking advantage of the uh, simple-minded and uh, doofus J. Jonah Jameson. Pompous. He Pompous. did call him Pompous, doesn't he? Which, which I thought was a very I apt think that's description. Extremely <laughs> apt. Um, uh, yeah. But that, but that also kind of answered uh, for us a, a question that we had in previous episodes, which was why is why why are they showing JJ being so so beholden to the charms of this dictator Victor Von Doom, and we. We find out that that becomes useful for Doom in this yeah. episode, obviously. He he starts boring into the center of the Earth right outside of J.J.'s patio door, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this doesn't seem like something you should be doing. Even though this guy's my BFF, I might need to step in here. <laughs> this isn't, you know, this isn't normal behavior for a social gathering of this sort. What's going on? Oh, boy. But, yeah. but can I say, yes, probably one of my favorite lines of the last like five episodes was around this time. And I don't know if you noted it, too, but I had to write it down and, and rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm going to say? Is it when Doom tells Jonah to call the president after he yes. starts the earthquakes? Yeah. Yeah. His mansion is crumbling and Dr. Doom says, call the president. And <laughs> Triple J says, does he fix houses? <laughs> Just so narrow-minded and such blinders up. <laughs> he just thinks, oh, well, that's that's going to solve my immediate problem? Uh, then, yes, I will call the president. The the, the Triple J had a few good... Uh, he did. A few good, good kind of doofus kind of lines in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Does he fix houses? Or does he fix houses? Just the way he said it, the delivery was, was pretty good. Oh, gosh. Yes, it was. There's another one that... I mean, it, it isn't something that Jonah says, but... Just before they get started, there's that scene where Peter and Betty and uh, Robbie Robertson, they're in the press room pulling new, the the next day's uh, uh, paper off the line. Uh, And Robbie's explaining, yeah, Doom is at, uh, you know, Jonah's estate on Long Island. He's and he's and he's describing what it is he's doing there. He's you know, he's got this new technology that can drill into the center of the earth. Mm, mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, Jonah wants to let him do that on his property and then he and then he jonah is going to sell the heat back to the city <laughs> right the hot commodity pardon the pun you just have cans of heat i was picturing like canned air from space balls right right but canned canned heat canned heat yeah obviously yeah <laughs> my yeah. favorite 70s uh uh prog rock band by the way oh okay okay canned yeah. heat maybe mm-hmm. they were the mm-hmm. 60s yeah 
<laughs> but yeah, he's going to sell the heat back. And they're going to yeah. need it in January, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Can't, you can't say no to heat. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of drilling into the center of the earth was also pretty pretty humorous to me. Um, yeah. It, it's not it, a bad plan, though. It's It works. You know, I, I mean, I don't... Yeah. Honestly, one of the things that I think makes it even better is it doesn't seem like Doom ever had the idea to actually really drill into the center of the earth he just needed to drill far enough in to trigger these to trigger this fault line right to make the fault line right but but it's a great thing to tell j jonah jameson that you know oh i can drill into the center of the earth and i can make you rich you know but, yeah but by digging this hole in your yard but when really you have no intention of doing that whatsoever Mm-mm. yeah no. so it's going to destroy your house and eventually the whole city right so right no good luck with that no big deal what am i missing that has that happens in the interim here because there's a there this was honestly brian this was such a uh kind of a, a tight compelling episode if you ask me like you, you mentioned not even noticing that spider-man is absent from the screen for a number <laughs> of minutes in a row yeah um, but i i didn't write a ton of like time coding notes either. because it was just, I, I was just kind of caught up in it. Um, yeah, I was very entertained. We do miss Spider-Man in peril. He lands in a garbage truck filled with snow and garbage. But I don't think he's too upset about it because he takes the time to read the paper. Right. And <laughs> like he does. That, his priority is not getting out of there. It's just, oh, what is this headline? It was, it was. He, goes, he turns over to do the crosswords. <laughs> it was funny to me that they put that on, they, they, they put an ad break in the middle of that. Like, you know, because, and they yeah. usually do that, like the scenes where he, where, Spider-Man is like careening off of a building with his with his web shooters broken or whatever, you know, like, right. Oh, God, he falls into a snow into a into a snow covered garbage truck. And that's where boom, ad break. And I thought that was. Yeah, it felt it was really jarring. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the the, of all times of the year to land in a garbage (laughs) truck never would be good. But in the summer or in the winter when it's covered in snow. Mm hmm. Probably the best. I mean. Oh, I think I think so. I I would not want to land in a garbage truck in July in, in New July. York City. No, Mm-mm. no, or way. even in like the in the in the rain months in the fall oh, yeah. months. Like oh, you know, God, just Yuck. you get a sticky, you mm-hmm. get a sticky moistness mm-hmm. that you don't need in on a garbage no. where this just dries things out and you get a blanket of snow. I don't think it'd be fun. But obviously, Spider-Man wasn't too in turmoil about it because yeah. again, he was reading the paper right. <laughs> while right. he was in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it would have been funny if it would have come back from the ad break and it would have had like readers on and he was doing the crossword <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> this is actually kind of comfortable. Five letter word for ladder. Hmm. <laughs> As you do when you do a crossword puzzle. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's you know how that thing. happens. That's how that happens. Yeah, oh, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel very high stakes. And then no. it felt like we didn't see spider-man again until he somehow got drawn into a crevasse <laughs> which also felt odd <laughs> yeah so the, the the and i i'm kind of uh retracing his storyline here so yeah he reads the paper he hears about a study by a uh purportedly uh crackpot scientist about how there's a he's discovered or noticed how there could be a a, a fault line. line underneath New York, and, right. and and Peter's geology teacher just dismisses it. That's just that's garbage. It's yeah, yeah, fake news. Totally fake. <laughs> Don't news. listen to scientists. I know more than the scientists. And um, <laughs> maybe that's too soon. Maybe I don't know. His his <laughs> geology professor might be the the smartest person 
in every room that he walks into. Oh, it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, He's done more for scientists than anyone else in history. (laughs) (laughs) But, but then Peter decides, okay, well I'm going to, well, Oh no. And then he, then he ends up in the, in the room uh, where he hears that doom is at Jonah's place. He, he webs his way out to long Island and then he has the altercation with Dr. Doom, who uh, totally expects him to be there, as well yeah. he should. Dr. Yeah. Doom, you're on Spider-Man's show. You should expect <laughs> to see Spider-Man. And right, you got the call sheet. <laughs> you knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they. I mean, the, 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 there's, a, there's a crack in the earth right along the, uh, the, the thing there. And Spider-Man was, looked very like squished and uncomfortable in those scenes yeah. where he's inside the earth, right? Where he, yeah, where he, he did. Yeah, falls underground. He, he looked like he needed to shift his weight and he would yeah. have been just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, uh, but, when he, but also when he kicked that rock off of the little ledge he was standing on, I got a I got sort of a, a flashback to Gandalf at Khazad Doom, you know? Like uh, <laughs> it, was, um, it was a long way down. I don't know where... <laughs> I don't. Yeah, th- th- gone for a whole movie, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> was, he just kept going. It right. was a long way. It was a long way. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then and then he, so he webs the uh, water pipe to try to right. help get himself out of there, and this was another thing that I thought was nicely done because he, you know, he's like, oh, I'll web this water pipe, and usually with this show, it's like, oh, okay, well then you you'll just pull yourself up out of there, and he'll like swing out of the earth. You know, because there's loads of room to swing when you're underground and bring himself out. Yeah. But this was was an event that was much more realistic for the physical universe. Spider-Man puts his weight on that uh, on the on the joint in that water pipe. It busts open and it just floods down. Now, were we meant to think that he there was a chance he was going to drown at this point? Like, were we were we supposed to perceive Spider-Man to be in peril or that we or that he was going to get out of there but in a in a unique way. What do you think? I think it I think at this point the writers were so focused on doom that mm-hmm. Spider-Man was an afterthought yeah, and they just yeah. thought we got to put him in some kind of danger. Mm-hmm. But at, like it feels like but we know he'll be fine. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. how Dr. Doom became Dr. Doom. Like that right. was how the writers right. So I don't, I don't think they put him in real turmoil because they didn't take the time to do it. Is that what is that the vibe you kind of got? Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't feel worried about him either. Okay. It, it, he just, yeah, he just, he disappeared for a very long time. Right. Um, we, it we was, don't see him again for a while, though. It was about, what I, by, I mean, looking I'm at looking, the note, at my notes, it was about nine minutes. I thought it was around, yeah, nine or ten. Eight, 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 yeah. eight to ten minutes. Um, right, and that's, and that's a long time for a 23-minute show. Yes. <laughs> called Spider-Man. That is, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that is that's that's somewhere between forty like of forty five and fifty percent of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, a right. long long stretch of time. It was worth it because, like you said, we get to see some more backstory for uh, Doctor Doom. Unique thing to have happen the fourth time we see him in the in right. the series, right? And I didn't think we were ever going to get this because I'm so used to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and other more modern. Marvel and, you know, superhero related shows that usually Mm -hmm. the origin is dealt with for heroes and villains the first time you meet them. Right, right. And with the way the show has been, we haven't really gotten many origins. We haven't even gotten a Spider-Man origin yet. Right, right. (laughs) So my expectations have been really low for origins. So Mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. Watch this show with Jeanette as well. And she said, so is Doctor Doom 
half man, half robot? Is it like a 70-30 kind of thing? Uh-huh, like, is he, uh-huh. you know, robot DNA with a little bit of human mixed in? Yeah. And as soon as she said that, we got the origin story. Nice. Of Dr. Doom. Yeah, nice it was, to see. It was, fun, it was fun to see. The way that they did it was cool. Saboris uh, releases... The, the prisoner, Johan, who we heard early on, Dr. Doom had special plans for him, quote unquote. Mm, um, yeah. Never and, good to hear that from a villain. No, it no. You do, it's, no not gonna, it's not going to involve things that are going to make you happy. Yeah, it's not a party. They've, they're never no. planning you a surprise party or anything There's like no that. no pizza involved. No, no. no. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. this was the point where we pause and we get that origin. Yeah. And uh, he gets busted out of, of prison mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. we hear the origin story. Which, and, and Boris has known Victor uh, the whole time. Uh, since, so that, since he was a child. Yeah. Right, right. Interesting uh, kind of uh, turnabout for that character as well. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what did you think of his origin story? Comparing it to the few origin stories we got, like with the incredible shrinking Spider-Man, a little bit of Green Goblin. What mm-hmm. did you think of his origin in general? Well, I th- I thought it was... I thought it was reasonable. I thought that he that that the child Victor was maybe a little too dramatic. Obviously, he had some, he had some traumatic things happen to him. Now, sure. you know that. I mean, he had he had two parents die on him. But I I feel like we didn't get enough to know exactly why he would then want to exact vengeance on the entire world. Yeah, that, that seemed would... a little bit much yeah that was a leap for me too and Mm -hmm. i was i was Mm -hmm. on board basically until that very moment where i was like if they just would have had a maybe a one or a two minute more explanation showing a montage of him getting Mm -hmm. you know screwed over by the world more and more to give him some sort of more motivation i would have been on board but yeah i thought that was a huge leap where he got i mean just move out of latveria right you know right (laughs) and Mm then and he did but just kind of stay away from it then yeah Maybe then you won't be as power hungry because of the thing that ha- I don't know. It just felt like it could have been resolved yeah. easier. But then we wouldn't have had one of the better villains of the show. So the thing let's I, not look the gift horse in the mouth here. <laughs> the thing after that, though, that I really did like was this whole idea of him going to a American University and and kind of you know specializing in uh, robotics and you know uh, stuff like that. We yeah. don't. We also don't get to hear exactly what the experiment was that disfigured him. Um, but true, uh, he was. You know, anytime you lower a glass dome over your head in a science lab, that uh, that again is a recipe for disaster, right? Agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. And I, I really did like the scene where his face was disfigured, and we had the back, like the back angle mm-hmm. from behind. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the '89 Batman, the Tim Burton. You know, or yes, you know, Joker's like mirror, and like I was waiting, <laughs> waiting for that, and then he smashes the mirror. Like I was waiting for all that to happen. Yeah, the child in me that grew up watching gory things like horror movies and mm-hmm. and you know a lot of like practical rubber special effects on monsters, I always want to see that. So yeah, I was like, yeah, show us the face. Right, <laughs> want to see right. how bad it is. You know, just like in the Phantom of the Opera, the best part of Phantom of the Opera is when his mask comes off. To sure. Me, Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like I want to see the horribleness that's underneath mm-hmm. the Doctor Doom mask that he has to make himself a robot to cover up the ugliness. I mean, right? I'm right. thinking it's probably more than just like a really ugly scar or right. a, or a mole mm-hmm. that, that, mm-hmm. that got out of hand and it got hairy or something. Like, <laughs> I want to see I want to see the ugliness, Jason. Especially, I mean, we're recording this close to Halloween. I was ready for some like yeah monster. Yeah. 
You know what for I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Yeah, and you know, and with a with a kids show, even if they would have done like a half shot of the face, like yeah. in in silhouette or something like that, just to yeah, how disfigured he was would have been yeah. would have been cool. But uh, we we don't really get that. But overall, though, we get I think a good explanation of where Doom gets a lot of his anger from, and. Yeah. Uh, where he gets sort of his knowledge and expertise, and he's shown to be extremely intelligent. Far and away the smartest villain Spider-Man faces in this series. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. the smartest and best at making and executing plans. Like, all of his plans are the best, right? Yeah. Totally, totally. So by the time that all kind of wraps up, uh, we get... Spider-Man is... is, uh, being shot like a geyser out of the uh, crack in the in the lawn at JJ's house, and then this one wraps up pretty quickly from there. Yeah, um, it does. Basically, I made a timestamp that we don't see Spider-Man until like 19 minutes and 35 seconds, and then he uses his web really well. I thought possibly the best use of his webs in this series mm-hmm. so far. He uses the webs. He doesn't complain about not having enough webs, and he uses it to literally get a bad guy. He foils Dr. Doom with the webs. Right, were, right. Were you were you happy as happy about this as I was? It was a a rare sensible use of the webbing. Yeah, and and basically the uh the drill, the the laser cannon drill that is shooting down into the earth looks to be like powered by like some kind of solar panel or something like that. And he's like, "Oh, I just cover these panels up. I can knock the drill out. It's going to it's going to stop." And then it it didn't it, it didn't uh, he didn't have time to complete that plan because remember there were the jets that the president had oh, scrambled yeah. to basically take the whole thing out. So instead, what he does is he kind of uh, his, his plan B is turn the he he webs the control panel right. Yeah, he webs yeah, Doom's he, control he panel. Pew, yep. and or thwip, <laughs> and then. Thwip. There you go. <laughs> Wrong universe, Jason. <laughs> Wrong universe. Damn it. Both owned by Disney, but <laughs> get your t- get your uh, multiverses right. He flips the toggle switch, and then the laser blasts the the control panel, blasts Jonah's house, and and the the uh, laser cannon kind of explodes on itself, and that's how that breaks down. Uh, mm-hmm. I also liked the the jet fighters. Um, I did too. And the you know the way that they kind of animated the uh, cockpits you know you had that that sort of top gun you know head-on mm-hmm. cockpit view uh yeah. that was that was uh, that was cool that was cool um, and they sounded cool too they sounded like jets should sound mm-hmm. i liked that a lot mm-hmm. um but while we're speaking of military because we kind of are yeah um who exactly is president <laughs> in 1981 in this universe because that is not ronald reagan no i'm no. friends with ronald reagan you sir are no ronald reagan <laughs> Although I will say this, it looks to be the same president that they had in episode two, which was the first one with Doctor Doom. Oh, like it I, looks. I, I forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah, but it, I, I, but again, like, how hard is it to just do a regular white bread honky with gray hair? I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what we saw, right? Because we you, even saw his face. We did not we see his face in this episode. Yeah, you're right. Right? Maybe you're, he's you're disfigured right. too. He might be. <laughs> He might be, you know, maybe that's but, why he does has it out for Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is not willing to make him a robot mask, a really cool mask, mm-hmm. a sweet mask to cover up that mole. <laughs> a sweet mask. <laughs> yeah, and and oh. you know, in 1981, I was thinking that was Reagan, 
So I was mm-hmm. waiting to hear, you know, the the president at the time in that voice. And right. I was really disappointed because you and I, <laughs> as if, as listeners of the show, know very good at Ro- our Ronald Reagan impressions. So it would have given us the chance one, to do that. One right, Ronald one Reagan word. word. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Nancy, nope. See, it's gone. It's nope. literally just. It's not even it's only the number that word. of words. It's yep. a specific word. Well, yep, yep. That's all there is. That's all there is. Uh, one thing I will say here now, as we get to the end of this, and I honestly, I haven't even thought of this until right now. I don't have this written down in my notes or anything. It does seem at this point that they they've kind of finally have Doctor Doom on the proverbial run, right? Yeah. Because yep. Johan is out of his dungeon. Boris, uh, the the henchman, has turned on him. Yep. Boris sent Johan to New York to connect with some. I assume some sort of Latvian resistance group or something like that. That you know, because yeah. he said Unclear, there's fr- there's friends in New York. You here's their here's their contact info. Um, the FOL, the Friends of Latveria. Right. But also, Doom kind of just bails on the, the scene of the laser the cannon. Yeah. And we don't get, we don't hear him saying anything like he has in previous ones where, well, this is just, you know, another part of my plan or I'm going to get, right. you know, I'm going to get you the next time, blah, blah, blah. It I, So I, Doom finally seems on his heels is a little bit. what I'm saying, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I have a feeling the next episode will be a continuation of this, but I won't yeah. be surprised if it's a whole new plan. Sure. Because sure. this one is foiled. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll go right, back to the United right. Nations because that seems to be his standby. Well, and there and there's kind of the, the little bit of the very quick kind of like about 60 second epilogue on this episode. We get the uh, <laughs> na- we get the NASA scientists at Jonah's estate again. They are. Did, oh, yeah. They, they recovered the laser cannon. Yep. Um, and they said, we got to, you know, we got to get this thing down into uh, Cape Canaveral. We're going to put it on the, the magic space pat- platform. Okay, there's that. There's still that guidance system that Dr. Doom stole in the ABCs of Doom. I wasn't, oh, yeah. I wasn't clear on whether or not Boris had put that, th- that was the device that he had like put into the little uh, satellite dish they were putting together in Latveria, like, or, I don't or know. not. I, I don't know. It was... Yeah, that wasn't clear either. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But I did like that it was very obvious that the guys from NASA were the guys from NASA because they had really good bad badge they, coverage. They had, like, they had a great little, like, gold circle like you would, like, like you might make if you wanted to, like, if you wanted to pretend you were in NASA. And it just <laughs> was a little gold circle with the word NASA written, NASA. written right. on it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah Very, that, that's where it, they it were from. to the point. Yeah. <laughs> no one would ever question it. Again, in this universe, <laughs> password, security clearances, fingerprints, not really a thing. I got a badge that says NASA. Oh, come on in. <laughs> You're good. Is, is, is that the logo? No, just NASA. Okay. Just NASA. <laughs> And then, um, and then you finally about the epilogue and, yeah. and, and go ahead. This, this is one of the craze balls epilogue <laughs> that I've seen. Talk, talk about this last scene. Okay. So we didn't mention this, but aunt may has returned and right. she has a bad cold. So Peter Parker is taking care of her, mm-hmm. giving her chicken soup. And she is violently ill, by the way, <laughs> those sneezes are rough, man. Yeah, like yeah. there is, she mm-hmm. really needs to get to the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, she, I guess, gets better, and um, somehow Triple J is sick, and he agreed, Peter Parker agreed, to let Triple J stay with him 
so that Peter Parker can help him. Oh, it was because his his mansion had been demolished. Oh, that's what it was. He wasn't yeah, sick. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Right. I think he was. That's I right. think he was just. He needed uh, a place to stay. Yeah, he needed a, a place to crash. I seriously like when they when he <laughs> when Peter first opened that door, I was like, "Oh my God! Don't tell me Jonah is in bed with Aunt May." <laughs> like, that was my thought too. Or is this a big bad wolf situation in Little Red Riding Hood? Like, did he eat Aunt May? <laughs> And now he took over her identity. That that literally ran through my head. Now, granted, I was having a beer with dinner while uh-huh. I was watching the show, uh-huh. but I uh-huh. was like, "Is this a is this a big bad wolf situation? Like, <laughs> this is a little bit dark." <laughs> right. Oh. And uh, but he yeah so he's then, just hanging out there while his while his house is being fixed, rebuilt, right, exactly. whatever. It you is. think he would have a connection with someone else in the city with as powerful as he is, besides right. one of his very underpaid staff members <laughs> right crashing at their with, house with a with a shitty apartment in the bronx yeah exactly yeah. exactly but before the last thing i want to talk about you mentioned this i mentioned this we both noticed a very strange painting or portrait or picture behind yeah. peter parker so up on the wall you said kim jong un right, right? <laughs> i said ken i said ken jong okay <laughs> Dr. all right ken. <laughs> Both of the same either, origin. Either way, either way, some, you know, Korean-looking guy hanging on the wall yeah. in Aunt May's bedroom. In an extreme close-up, like, right. like just the face. Right. In this, right. In this like, 8 by 10 portrait. I Very think, strange. I think to me it was the, because he was, wasn't it, it looked like this character, and it's it's unclear if it was actually a male or female uh, face but it, right. they looked like it looked like they were wearing like some olive drab with epaulets. That's why I'm, that's what it made me think of, you know, a North Korean dictator. Right. I, it was my it was very strange. Thought, my only thought was maybe that was Uncle Ben and they just put that in as a placeholder and they were yeah. like, we'll animate that later. And right. Forgot. And they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it Yikes. was easier to animate whatever that was. Then um, Peter Parker and Triple J have what could only be described as a Felix and Oscar from the odd couple moment <laughs> where very, I know very hip reference mm-hmm. where I was waiting for, and I was like, I was telling Jeanette, this could be like a spinoff sitcom, like coming this fall, triple J and Peter Parker <laughs> Friday nights on ABC. <laughs> um, because he's, he's like, Oh, go get me my soup. Go make me my hot chocolate. And, you know I like the ones with the mini marshmallows. And then it was it literally like I was waiting for a freeze frame and then the credits to roll. <laughs> but instead, instead you get Jonah with the like the whiniest voice ever. You said there would yeah. be mini marshmallows. <laughs> and and Peter, for some reason, laughs in this deep guttural voice. Like he was, sounds like the announcer. <laughs> it was a hor- it was a horrible, horrible uh you know voice dub. In the, yeah. in the in the editing uh, process, because like yeah. Peter's mouth is like a gape for a second and a half before any sound <laughs> comes out. And then it's and then it's nothing you've ever heard. Right. Peter Parker right. do before. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the last minute of the show was like I slipped into a fever dream. <laughs> right. We get weird paintings. <laughs> we get Jonah staying in the house, possibly eating Peter's aunt. <laughs> Asking for marshmallows in his hot chocolate uh-huh. and Peter laughing from the depths of hell. Right, right. Roll credits. See you next week. <laughs> Have a good Christmas break, kids. <laughs> yeah. It was strange, but it fun. was. And it was. I could I could watch twenty minutes of the you know antics and the hilarity that would ensue <laughs> of Triple J and Peter Parker living together. I'd be on board with that show. <laughs> oh gosh, 
it's uh, it, it was it was good fun good uh, good finish and um, yeah why not it was yeah it was uh, th- this one was one of the more enjoyable ones now I I mean I do I don't know if I want to rate it at, you know what I'm I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go with my gut on it I'm I'm trying to like. I'm mentally like splitting hairs uh, for myself here. You know, I give it four radioactive spiders. It was I thought it was very strong, very like I said uh, before, really, really tight and well produced episode that just kind of continues along this uh, this Doctor Doom storyline. Really, mm-hmm. really good stuff. Four radioactive spiders. If I could do a quarter spider, I would, and I would give it three point seven five. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit. Le- I'm going to give it 3.5, but just a little bit less than four because I I loved everything about Doom. I just wanted to see a little bit more Spider-Man. Sure, sure. I but, think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's. Fair. I don't know. I'll be curious to see with whatever we have left here about nine or eight episodes left if any of these will get a five radioactive spider rating. So yeah, far, not yet. Yeah. I I will be shocked if this series gets a five out of me. I but, agree. Uh, but I think. I think a four is very good for this uh, for this series. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I'm also really looking forward to. I know it's not next week, but I'm looking forward to the next Doctor Doom episode because uh, I'm fairly certain we're going to see uh, Johan in New York and uh, probably a, a little team up with uh, Spidey happening there mm-hmm. again because it's Spider Man's show. Um, I hope so. Yeah, it's just it, it'll be it'll be good, clean fun. So. Do you think Triple J's living situation will improve by them? That's my main concern at this point. You Those know, are the stakes. I, I mean, you know, you know how long it takes, you know, when you're working with an insurance company just to get a roof <laughs> replaced, Brian. That's <laughs> true. It's true. And Triple, I don't live in a mansion. Triple I live in a J's very modest a ranch. Lot of, a lot of rebuilding to do. And yeah, that's true. If a lot it, of paperwork to fill out and reimbursements to happen. If yeah. this was the real world, he would not be moving back in there until season two. Okay, but so we'll have to see. But I assume he'll be gone by by next week. So I think so too. Yeah, yeah. He'll make he'll yeah. he'll make some phone calls. He's he's got connections. No doom next week, but we do get Captain America. Uh, yeah, very our, interested about I, th- this. This is our first episode with like a uh with a with a cameo from another hero character, right? I mean, we've had exactly. we've obviously had canonical villains prior to this. But this is the first sort of uh, Spidey team up episode, right? Yeah, closest we got was the mention of the X Men mm-hmm. um, on the posters in in one of those uh, Carnival episodes that we saw. But right. you're right, not not an actual like showing up of a mm-hmm. of a character. So so uh, curious about this very much. Yeah, L- looking forward to that too. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. We will do that next week, my friend. We will talk then. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.